like. So, so I called this emergency council. <laughs> Let me close the door. Are we are we recording? Yeah, we're live. Let me close the door. Okay. All right. So, welcome to Church and Other Drugs. Nate's closing the door. Um, it is Monday. I wasn't even gonna do um an episode today, and then. Yeah. Or I was thinking I need to do an episode today, and then I woke up and I watched this movie trailer, and it just got it just it fired the it fired the mind. I must say. Mm, mm, so mm. how you been? We'll, we'll Dude, get the pleasantries mean, out of the way. <laughs> no, I mean I love it. You, you we're 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 the similar a breed, you and I. You know, yeah. just like impulsive a little bit, right? Yes. Yes. Well, when the when yeah. the juice flows, I think you've talked about the creativity thing. Like when the juice. When the juice flows, you got to squeeze it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a podcast is good for, you know, all that mental uh, overload. You can either, like, try to spend two days formulating the perfect Facebook post, or you can just get on a rant, you know? Yeah, because this is, and I think this is what, this is, like, what my podcast has been, like, predicated on is it was either this or, like, I was just going to call you and we would talk about it. So it's, like, that's what this is, except we'll just record it for everyone's sake. Yeah. So what... What got me going was so I woke up and I was doing my uh, daily meditation, aka scrolling through Reddit, which I need to change that, man. Yeah, you that do. is. I've I have been I've been waking Just up kidding. to scrolling, which is so terrible. I got to quit doing that. Yeah. Uh, but so they had a new trailer for uh, Marvel's The Eternals. All right, and if people are unfamiliar with uh, the Marvel universe. The Eternals are the Marvel Universe's, um, they're kind of, so they're less, it goes Celestials, Eternals, Titans, I believe. And so the most famous Titan that y'all may know is Thanos. So he is the offspring or was created by the Eternals. I might be getting some of that wrong. Nerds, you can sound off in my email, feel free to. So... The trailer for The Eternals opens up and it just shows, and I'll, I'll post the trailer. So it shows like uh, prehistoric humanity and this giant UFO spacecraft thing shows up with these Eternals on board and they come out and meet the humans and it shows them like, oh, we taught them stuff and they were able to do wonders and then it shows... Uh, the city of Babylon, because it has the the famous hanging gardens and the Ishtar Gate. Um, then it goes through just over history and talks about how we we watch and we never interfere. And it shows um, somewhere in Mesoamerica, like possibly like the Aztecs or the Incas being burned by the Spanish conquistadors. So it's just hitting all these story beats from like the the nephilim narrative right like literally i mean they're literally going babylon and south american mm-hmm. and it, it just the the straightforwardness of it just slapped me in the face i was like this is this is just you're you're literally just telling the story of the nephilim right yeah and yeah. the watchers and the the angels and or the elohim and all that and I'm a little bit more uh, I'm a little bit more well versed on those topics now, partly thanks to you. Thanks, thanks. Hey, you're thanks, welcome. Like, I've, uh, I've opened doors that uh, that shan't be closed. Yeah, 
No, I mean, it was good. You, you invited me on for the first time and we kind of dove into some of these topics, which opened my mind more. And then I just had to, I had to document my own journey. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of what you were describing. So, and it's, and I, and I, I, and I, I think I talked about it. Like I, I wax and wane with it. Like at first it was seeing it in everything and I'm, I'm still not, um, I'm not, I'm not going to make blanket judgment calls or say anything with any certainty that anything that something's necessarily happening, but I, I am going to point out the consistency of this story, right? Yeah. So this, it's basically all of, so s- comics and superheroes in general, they're, they're getting their, uh, they're ripping off ancient myths, which the ancient myths, myths themselves are cribbing, um, this story, this common story of gods mating with humans, creating demigods, creating monsters, creating dragons, this this singular thread that goes through all cultures and all history up until 2023 now, where it's a whole new movie, literally, about this story. And mm. for people, I guess it's so frustrating for people to just be like, yeah, it's just that. It's just this story. It's like, well, where do you think it came from? Like, we really yeah. don't, humans really don't create things for which they do not have a reference point. Yeah, yeah. You, you know can, what I mean? You, yeah, and you can be a little more uh, patient with your listeners. I am. You can dump it all on me as being the extreme guy. I'll right. be the extreme guy. Right. If you need me to be the extreme guy, I will. On this well, episode, I want, I guess, because I see it everywhere and I think it's everywhere. So I'm like, well, and I'm like further down the road. I'm just like, it's more like, what do we do now? Because I don't think it's a coincidence. They're not being subtle with it. Obama has talked about UFOs last week. That, uh, that's what I wanted to bring up too. Yeah. Like people who, there's no more room to just be like conspiracy theory, conspiracy theorists. It's sorry, it's done. The things that they were making fun of people five years ago are now being talked about by the chief of wokeness, Obama himself. So <laughs> you can't you can't go back, right? The he is. He's the top. He's the top dog, dude. He's the top dog of all this whole side that refuses to put say the word conspiracy theory. And I do think. you think? Yeah, and I'm sure. I mean, why was why was Obama on that show? Was there, was he like have a book or a tour? Was there any reason? I don't know. I didn't, I honestly have been working so hard trying to juggle all the things that we started. I haven't, I got like, we get all these links now and it's like, I don't, I can't watch all this stuff. It's yeah. Too, it's too it's overwhelming. I watched like the 30, 40 second clip that someone sent us and like, what do you think about this? And I'm just like, ah, yeah. I mean, it's a thing. I mean, <laughs> you don't think they knew, you don't think they knew in 1930, you know, like, they knew. They've always known. So, and so. even, even, um, did you see Army of the Dead? Uh, uh-uh. no. Do you know what I'm talking about though? No. no. So it's it's a uh, Zack Snyder's, I guess, spiritual sequel to Army of the or um The Walking Dead. I mean, not God, huh. Dawn of the Dead. There's so many yeah. dead. Uh, but this time there is um a UFO alien twist to it, where essentially the uh, the zombie virus came from 
Uh, it came from Area 51, and you can actually see two UFOs at the beginning of the movie. Um, if anyone's seen the movie, that's why there are those blue-eyed zombies. Um, and then, actually, somebody brought up in the original, you've seen Dawn of the Dead, right? George A. Romero? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so long time ago. I, yeah, I missed it too, but there is a, a quick scene where they're interviewing someone on the news, and they're like, we don't know, we think this may have came from this um, space debris or this asteroid that fell that p- possibly had some bacteria on it. So it's like, even back then, it was kind of about aliens. But I, I posed this question in like f- three different Facebook groups that I'm in. I said, so why is it that people, the general public, are so quick to want to believe in aliens and to believe in aliens, but on the same hand are are so quick to dismiss Bigfoot, angels, spirits, anything, you know, interdimensional beings, anything, quote, supernatural. Which I yeah. really realize I hate that word because it's, a lot of things could have been considered supernatural just until yeah. they were discovered. Yeah, yeah. Tim Alvarino says that on our on our episode with him. Yeah, it's He's a like, bad word. I don't like that word. It yeah. just means like ghosts and goblins or whatever. Well, I mean, it, it compartmentalizes everything, right? Um, and we say interdimensional, right? Mm-hmm. But what if it's just you can't see them? They're right. right in front of you. You can't see them, though, because you're in this flesh realm. And well, the laws that God established don't allow you to see that and, yet. I was talking about this with a friend that like, um, just actually my sister this morning, that like every time the angels appear in the Bible, they say, do not be afraid. So what happens when Mary was supposed to become pregnant with Christ? The angel goes to Joseph in a dream. I think the dream state is where he can handle it. If he shows up in real time, he probably loses his mind. He could be, he could freak out. But when it's a dream, it's like your, your mind, your spirit, everything you can handle the weirder information. You know, you wake up and you're like, man, that was wild. But he, he, he concluded that God told him, this is what's going to happen through your family. You know, so I, I, all that to say is, yeah, we have, we have a problem with how we talk about supernatural things. I, I, I've very much agree with you about that. Yeah. So. And uh, interesting on the... Um, Not to say the word again, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting point on the seeing thing. So did you read about how they just discovered that birds can see the Earth's magnetic field, and that's how they migrate? Dude, I just talked about this. Isn't that nuts, dude? So I just talked about this, about the, the phrase, as a crow flies. Okay. Oh, so okay. The, the phrase, as a crow flies, uh, Derek from Megalithic Marvels came on, and we were talking about giants, ancient giants, migrating to islands. Why do they always end up on islands? So we talked about Easter Island on this episode. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. But I brought up the fact that someone told me once that the phrase, as a crow flies, means that a crow will always fly to land, always. So they would bring crows on ships, and they would throw it, Toss a crow out, and wherever the crow flew, they would follow. They would, that's where we got to go. They see magnetic lines, like you just said. I, I didn't know how does a crow know? Yeah. In the middle of the fog, where land is? Yeah. Nobody really knew until they finally proved that. I think it was theorized, and they finally proved that, yes, they can see magnetic lines. I, I mean, I don't even know how they proved that, but I, I don't either. 
Um, <laughs> they just they but found you, they but, found a bird uh, interpreter, and he just asked them. Yeah, but there's all these clues, right? Like uh, canaries, right? In the in the kit in the in the coal mines, mm-hmm. bird dies when the. Uh, there's all these. <laughs> well, that's I a think, sad, cruel thing. Just... Well, that's a sad, cruel thing. But I'm saying is like we don't under, We didn't understand what was going on. We don't know when the air is toxic. But the bird, the birds seem to have all animals, and we talk about that a lot on our show with Bigfoot having these paranormal abilities. So um, right, and and that and that's my thing too. It, it's like it's like uh i mean it's paranormal but it, it's not really it's just we didn't yes. quite know how they did it like uh like how dogs um have been trained to detect covid like with pinpoint accuracy versus tests you know just because of their their smells so like their sense of smell is essentially superhuman or supernatural to us right but it's just different or all the insects that can see different um wavelengths of light that's how they find flowers and that's how they find mates and how like you know a tiger it's orange to us but to the um land mammals on in africa they can't see orange so they see them as as a dull green so they're actually like perfectly camouflaged so like there's all these things that exist simultaneously but we are just unable to see them because of how how we are made or whatever so it's that's and so to the question i posed um on all those facebook groups the unanimous answer was like because science or because you know we can prove these things and i'm like but like not really it's still just a like why is it's still theoretical, like as much you know. Until we have one, it's still theoretical. So why is one theory have more credence than another? And what if it's just apples and oranges? Like you say, alien. I say, interdimensional being. Like I don't think when I say things are supernatural, I don't think they are separate from the natural. I think it's all this. I think that's the misnomer. Is people assume that it's this medical metaphysical thing and it, I, I don't think it is i think it's all we're all in the same reality there's just mm. different um expressions of of that reality yeah i just i don't yeah. get why people like why I, I i think it's just brainwashing like on purpose i think it is just years and years of brainwashing it's like i was talking to we brought on a deliverance pastor we haven't released that episode either but he was talking about all the years of and someone saw, we, and, the, and and someone mentioned real quick. I think it was me actually. Sleep paralysis. And he said, "Oh, that's just a medical term." But in reality, the entities have been screwing with people in their in their sleep state since the dawn of time. So science recognizes something happens. They call it sleep paralysis. We've been so infected by rationalism, and uh, we don't even realize it. Like the ancients didn't think this way, regardless of whatever. I, you you post anything on social media, especially Facebook that challenges this materialistic worldview, people lose their mind. Bro, I mean, Christians, people who are selectively supernatural, even though they hate that word, they believe like 5% of the stories is, is, is odd and weird. And when you listen to guys like Heiser, and we interviewed him, you know, he's like, it's more like 95%. You know? Yeah. The boring, the boring stuff gets left out. You know, the interesting stuff is typically, you know, uh, 
the weirder stuff is typically the most important part of what's going on. Um, but for some reason, dude, I think, I think we've been brainwashed on purpose because I think that's going to play a part in mass deception. I do too. And a, a perfect example of that was on a, um, uh, I think this dude is a Calvinist, um, no, I mean, this dude is a Calvinist, um, predeterminist, all those things. And so he, you know, he believes in um, heaven and a lot of the supernatural things. And his question, he brought up the Nephilim thing. And he was like, so this is my issue with the Nephilim is it says that angels mated with men, but we don't have any evidence that like, how would that work? Did the, did the, um, did the watchers suddenly grow you know, physical appendages? Did they have semen? You know, how, how would that actually work? And, and my response was, how the hell do you think God impregnated Mary? Yeah. Like, well, what are you, what are you talking about? So like, that's, that's an equal, did God manifest semen inside of her and, and fertilize the egg? Like, I think it's very clear if, if what we're reading has credence that, Super or uh, metaphysical can become physical or interact with yeah. physical beings. Like I, I don't understand why that's a hang up for you if you're gonna believe that a dude died and then came back to life, but you yeah. stop at you know it's like, or even that two humans can create another human or yeah, life yeah. itself isn't isn't fascinating enough. Yes, I think that's what. I, yeah, it's. That's it's just layers in the dream, dude. It's I mean, the Matrix is just more and more of like, I watched it the other night just because I was so overwhelmed. I'm like, I gotta watch this movie again because it seems to be more and more the most important film of my my lifetime. But yeah, that's what I think, dude. And I know that every Christian loves to use the Matrix. Like, yeah, but the here's the here's the question: We're all brainwashed. How much are we brainwashed? That's really what it comes down to. How much are you willing, how much work are you willing to do to see how deep in the dream you really are? People don't Some people go as far as Bigfoot and that's as far as they can go. That's it. There's this weird creature out there that still exists. I can accept that. But if you tell them anything else about the Nephilim or, or the Bible, they start losing their minds. Like, oh man, you guys are. I, I think because. You know what I mean? I think because it then, once you start. Because if those things are true, then it really means that there is a life after this, and perhaps my actions are going to have eternal consequences. I guess that's mm -hmm. what I would say, or or it's a control thing. Like I think, I think people have really misjudged explanation for mastery, right? So just because we can explain how a man and a woman make a baby does yeah. not not mean that we have mastery over this process or that like we somehow can be responsible for it like sure we can create artificial insemination and all that but we cannot yeah. create the semen from from nothing we cannot create the egg from nothing where you know just the have you ever read um fearfully and wonderfully made by uh, dr brand how old is that book? It's old. I'd say the eighties. They just released a new. Um, I might get it for ah. you. It's it's so. I think it, so. It was co-written by younger. Philip Yancey. So he, uh, Doctor Brand, was a missionary doctor in India, and he worked with 
leprosy patients. And so he was the one that discovered. So leprosy used to be like the most feared disease on the planet. Everyone thought it was super contagious. Everyone thought it rotted your body parts out, right? So he figured out he would watch these people at night. So like a, a patient would slowly begin to lose his toes, right? And so he started watching him and he found out that at night rats were coming in and eating this guy's toes. And what leprosy does is destroys nerve endings so you can't feel. So your eyes, you don't, your body doesn't register that they're dry so you don't blink. So you literally blind yourself. Uh, a man broke his ankle and kept walking on it because he couldn't feel it and so his foot rotted off right so he figured out that the only thing leprosy does is destroy your body's natural ability to feel and feel pain and he makes this incredible analogy about like the body of christ and the body and the the purpose of pain as a protective device and all this stuff but he goes into like such crazy medical detail about like the because once the natural functions of the eye like are irrelevant, like we can't repair that. We can only like try to, you know, do preventative care, like putting eye drops in like hundreds of times a day. So, but it's a yeah. really cool book about how we don't know shit about, or like, you know, the we cannot create, recreate the human eye. Or, like, understand how, like, he watched conception under a microscope and saw how... What we're trying. Yeah, we're yeah, trying. right. Yeah. But but just the, the unimaginable complexity of DNA understanding what to assemble into in all these crazy microscopic processes that they all know what to do to go from, you know, the size of a mustard seed to a fully functioning human being. And it's like, what? Yeah. yeah someone tried to crazy. tell me that. I think, you know, in the counseling world of like, on how to have a more mindful, a mind, a mindset that understands that, that, you know, we, we get anxious, we get anxiety and depression because we think too much about this and that and whatnot. When your body is simultaneously carrying out thousands of functions that you don't control, like you're not telling your heart to beat. You're not telling your, you know, your oxygen to convert into something your blood can use. And, you know, you're not, you're very, you're really controlling only a minute part of whatever's happening at any given moment in your own body. So it's kind of this idea of mindfulness of just like letting it go. Like, you know, there's a reason if you were, to, if you were the, if it was up to you to let, to tell your heart to be, you'd be dead. Right. So, right. <laughs> really we're not in we're not as in control as we like to think we are and i think when you post the stuff on facebook it, it pokes at the same thing no i'm not i want to be in control of this but you, when you post this i'm out of control it's no longer in my control and yeah. so depending on how much how much self-work you've done you have to rage against that because if you tell me the new world order is behind some of these things well then who do i trust and then you're like, welcome to the show. Like, yeah, welcome. Welcome to the Matrix. Like it, you know, it, it's not for everybody. Some people want to go back in it and stay there. It's more comfortable. It's more. Well, but, yeah, because yeah. it's you do. I do. under. I mean, we still have to live. Right. We still. So that it is kind of. Um, you can't be all heavy all the time. Right. It reminds me of uh, Descartes demon. Right. That that. Uh, philosophy thing where 
for all we know, there is a demon sitting on our shoulder, reaching his hand into our brain and telling us that up is down, left is right, green is white. Basically that for all we know, or like the brain in a jar theory, for all we know, everything we know about reality is incorrect, but we're never going to know, right? So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, that may be true. But that, like, what am I supposed to do about that, right? Not not much, you know, you well, still I have mean, to live. Yeah, you can't be all, it can't be all intense all the time, for sure. The problem is, though, is that I think we've had a luxury in the last, in our lifetime, maybe in the last 50 years, a very luxurious time to be alive. Because if you're in ancient history, in the Golden Age specifically, like everything I've learned about the Golden Age on our show, is it was insane. You had these dynasties. You had these watcher technology everywhere. I mean, the, the golden age was like every, it was like Vegas times a thousand. It was every, it was so debauched that it was just hit reset. It, the evil continuously everywhere. Plus you had chimerical creatures, hybrids. You had giants. You had uh, demigods controlling humanity. So humans were caught in the middle of this insane time. Uh, so were they stressed out of their minds? Yeah, they were. I think they had days where they were trying to, they didn't have Facebook to convince people of this golden age. It was everywhere they went. Right. So when you text me and you say, man, I'm seeing this Nephilim, uh, storyline. I think what you and I are coming to is the end of, uh, a, a sleepless age. The second age, you, if you will, if there's three ages of life, we had the first age where these angels and humans or all realms were interacting, right? So there was no time to debate if they existed because they were right. They were in your backyard trying to kill you. Right. Then we have the second age, the age of humans, where we've kind of been lulled to sleep because we don't see what they're up to. But here we start seeing the clues again, right at the tail end of this age where this shit's coming back. Like, it looks like they're talking about aliens. You see it in the narratives. You see it when there's just this whole global new world order that's like moving and breathing. And you're like, dude, they're trying to inject everyone with this virus. Even if, even if you say you don't want it, you have to have it. Um, that's a whole nother yeah, we'll, story. We'll, we'll leave that. We'll leave that on the side. <laughs> but I don't care. You know, it's like, people. well, I mean, it's just, it's coming back. And so people are fighting it. It's like that moment in Harry Potter, like, he's not back. And it's like, the, all the signs are there. Voldemort has returned. And people don't want to accept it. And I think it's coming. I well, think it's here. And I think we don't have the luxury of just, eh, I don't know, anymore. Because well, the, the aliens might be here. Aliens, quote unquote, might come back within 10 years, 15 years. They might be here hanging out. I mean, we, we interviewed a guy that said they're already here. Yeah, and that's what that's what the um, Israeli one of the Israeli defense ministers said. Yeah. That he was like, yeah. I mean, he he detailed it and uh, was like, "Yep, we we talked to him. There's like this agreement. They're cool." Da 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 da. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, sure. They're but cool. so okay. But where <laughs> where I where I think I differ Sorry, that was a lot. That was a lot from people like Marzuli or other people is that. I do believe that nothing is outside because I, I think some Christians that go full bore into this will 
get really fear driven and like, oh, this is this is something like we got to stop. This is blah, 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 blah. And to me, you're, you're you're saying that you believe whatever forces can usurp God's purpose. And that, of course, is not true. So if 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 all this stuff is true, I see it more as the method by which the end of days is going to occur. I don't see it as something that we are supposed to try to stop or I guess our only response is to remain faithful to what we believe, right? I don't think we're supposed to mount some army and like try to fight this because it's, it's, you get what I'm saying? I don't think it's something that we have to, I go back and forth with that. Because, like, do you not see though how that, would, I that do. that's kind of that's kind of saying that you you truly fear this thing that is going to win against God, and it's like mm-hmm. that's not even close to true. And even you know in the apocryphal books, God the these the quote demons or the spirits, God allowed them to stay so that His purposes will be done. There's a bunch it, of it, weird shit like that. Well, yeah. I mean, in our episode with Heiser, um, which all happened because of you, by the way. Oh, so yeah, thank you. I forgot to say that He's on our awesome. episode. Yeah, but he said, you know, a couple of things about free will that I've never thought about before. That this is this is where the f- philosophical argument needs to take place: is that God uses humans and humanity to do His will. Could God have exterminated all the giants and this hybrid bloodline? Yeah, He could have just came down here and wiped them all out. But what does he do? He uses a human being and a flood and a boat. So the way God does things involves us always. Mm -hmm. And then Heiser told us about how David knew that Saul was going to come and surround the city. So he goes to the to the church and he 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 called it like a pendulum or something where he asks God what's going to happen. And he says, is Saul going to surround the city? Remember that part? And then vaguely. And then God says, yes. And it says, are, are they going to come and get me? Yes. So he doesn't do it. So then Heiser goes, how did God know two things that didn't happen? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's this, it's, it's, it's like we're inside of a chess game. Ultimately, God's going to win the game, but he still lets us play and move the pieces. So that's why everything's so messed up because it has to play out. Right? Yeah. Well, and that's and, the, yeah, there's the, there's the verse that talks about, um, uh, the we I think it's like weeds in the flower bed, and uh, I think it says like you know God could just plow the whole field, but that would sure. destroy the flowers with the weeds. And it's kind of um I think um I think it was either C.S. Lewis or it might have been Philip Yancey again who made the analogy of okay, say you've got a fish tank that um some sort of bacterial infection is is running or some I'm going to screw it up and make it sound dumb but say you got a fish tank and things are going wrong in the fish world now yeah. would it be more prudent to you as a human being try to step into that fish tank you would destroy the whole thing right or what if you turned yourself into a fish and told the other fish to quit putting pebbles in the filter because you're clogging it up yeah it was like one yeah. of those things and I was like okay that makes yeah. sense where it's like god could of course, snap his fingers and fix all of this, but mm. it's kind of like the best possible worlds theory that even this life with all of its trouble is the best possible 
you know, for whatever, because I, I do go back and forth. Why is all this stuff allowed to occur? Why is yeah. Yeah. pain and suffering allowed? And I think that's just one of those things that we're not going to know the answer to until we get on the other side of it. And I think it has to yeah. do with us being locked into time. I think that there's a huge, I think we just are so stuck on beginning end passing of time that we cannot comprehend what it would be like to exist outside of entropy and time. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. I keep going back to Heiser because I feel like he's, you know, he's, his just last interview was in my mind, but he says, you know, what is people ask him like, okay, if all these things are true, what does God want? Right. And he says, God wants a family. Right. And so I think it comes down to is God wants us to, actively choose to be in the family and what i think i'm understanding the story to be i don't think there's five chess games going on at once like the ancient alien people do they think there's intergalactic aliens and they're coming from other places and there's multiple truths i think no there's interdimensional entities that have been here since the dawn of time god has given us domain here they can only screw with the fish tank as much as he allows mm -hmm. but they still screw with us and they're going to sell us on a false narrative. So I do think you're right. On one hand, you have to live your life. But on the other hand, you have to be aware of the full story, the full picture, which a lot of Christians are completely asleep to. And there's a lot of, like Heiser said, there's a lot of people who reject the biblical narrative, but they also reject the uh, Darwinism narrative. And they believe the ancient aliens narrative, which is this intergalactic free-for-all. Well, And so do you think there's one story or not? I think there's one story. Yeah. I think it all fits into one story. I don't think there's multiple stories playing out. Yes. Or, or, uh, me too. That's where I'm. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's why when when I kind of stumbled upon this narrative, it it was such a key in the lock thing because it made everything because that was my big thing when I was getting into conspiracies was but wait. I, I'm assuming that this is something that is more powerful than God, but fitting into this narrative it, it just makes sense that this is the method by which people are going to be deceived and it, it makes it makes more sense and the church has is really digging itself a hole because when the government comes out and says yep aliens are real that and and the church has done nothing to prepare the congregation except by saying like nope that's just not yeah. real at all people are gonna leave in dr like they're gonna have dude to, they're gonna have to then retroactively be like oh but jesus died for the for the martians as well you i had this actual argument with dan coke the last time we were texting about this stuff because he clearly doesn't agree with anything i say on uh -uh. social media and i was like dude he you think the conservative church is the biggest threat to the church I'm like, no, I said, lack of supernatural narratives are the biggest threat. And when, when, you know, the aliens come down, people are going to walk away from your version, your brand of Kool-Aid quicker than anything else, because you've sold them that there's this hybrid of like, yeah, God uses evolution. And he kind of wanted to make a human being, but you know, we kind of evolved and there's real no purpose. And, you know, he's kind of involved in our lives. It's just very like, kickback, relaxed, non-intense version of Christianity, which is just weird to me because they always love these awesome films and music, but they have such a, a very dull belief of their own story. It's like, 
why do you love this awesome art in this film that, that perfectly encapsulates what it means to be a human being? Love, death, pain, joy, resurrection, salvation. And yet you think we come out of this billions of years is how we got here. There yeah. was no intention. There was no purpose. There was no supernatural breath of life that came into us. And we're not, you know. So I, I agree with you. The church is going to be fall apart overnight. And the people who've been, I still think the L.A. Marzulli types are going to be the ones who um, people are going to flock to. Even if they well, are extreme, they're still, they're, still, they're still giving you more truth than anybody else. Well, and that's why I, I do wish, and I guess that's what I am trying to be. I, I, I wish there are more temperate, moderate minds in this space like Heiser. Yeah. Be, because I, I also think the reason so many people are repulsed or it's it's easy to lambast this sort of thinking is because there are so many eccentrics and so many extremists and it's like okay guy like calm down but um, what if you saw a 20 foot giant though what if you saw one and then you just saw the pushback that you would receive what if you're a guy like tim alberino who's like yeah it'd be frustrating who's been in the jungles man he's seen he's talked to the people they're like you don't know what lives down here what do you mean what lives down here they're still here. What are you talking about? They're still here. And we interviewed a lady that says in Solomon Island, uh, there's still thousands of these giants that live under uh, underground in caves. And that episode just came out this week. And so I'm like, wait a minute, you're telling me thousands of, of, of Nephilim are still alive? Yes. See, to this day. Even and, and, when I hear that, that blows though, your mind, that blows your mind. You can't handle it. Well, well no, when I hear that though, th this is what I've, this is what I've figured out about this. A I've talked about it before. We live in the age where, like, anecdotes and facts no longer do anything. Like, when you told me that story, my first thought is, that's bullshit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right? I'm, I'm just, I hate, no. Like, and hear me that I'm, I'm not making a judgment call, and I wish it wasn't the case, but I don't know. It's like, a, it, it would be something that, for, sure, because we're so inundated with facts and then rebuttals and then retractions and then new facts and then new stories and then new perspectives that it's almost, you know, you remember back in the day when the matrix, bro, yeah, the matrix for sure. But even, even <laughs> in, when I was younger and before Google, it's like when like stories and when people relayed things to you, it had more gravity because you, you we didn't have this which it's very interesting that like you know the knowledge of good and evil is kind of knowledge is what kind of got us into this pickle and here we are again with quote unquote all the knowledge of the the universe available to us and it's fucking us up like big time because well, if, if it's almost like if if everything is yeah, if everything is true or explainable, then nothing is, and we we really do live in a post-fact society. Well, we live in a society that's been hijacked. <laughs> you just said we live in a society that's been hijacked. Have you seen that meme? No. Oh, dude, I haven't. I mean, I've been posting memes like crazy. I should know it. Yeah, go go Google. We live okay. in a society. <laughs> All right, that's scratch so that from the tape. That that. Scratch that from the tape. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just how deep on the dream are we? I mean, I'm just keep, I just keep finding that out. I think there are fences in which all these arguments can be had. The problem is, is you have a whole group of people 
who refused to come inside that that arena to debate these things. They refused to talk about supernatural entities, giants. Ancient history has been completely rewritten. I mean, we, you know, yeah. we, we bring on a few guys to talk about the megaliths, you know, like Derek from Megalithic Marvels. I mean, he, he's, he's devoted his entire life to, to showing supernatural entities built these things. These yeah. were not made by human beings. And, and it doesn't matter what scientific rationalization you have been taught. They are an anomaly. They can't recreate them. They don't know how they have curved blocks in corners that are thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds that are perfectly laser cut. And they were built 10,000 years ago. Who, who, you know, and the ancient aliens people get this. So they tune in and they go, yeah, dude, it was the Anunnaki, bro. Yeah. Like, you don't know, don't you know? And it's like, no, dude. Like, I, so like Heiser not- says, I'm super skeptical, but I'm open to anything. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's your, that's your wheelhouse. I'm more, and I think you need those people. I'm, I think I'm an empath by nature. I think I've felt my way through the world since I was a little kid. I can't handle a lot of things. People can either give me the juice or they can drain me real quick. I can, I, I get this sense of someone's lying to me. Like when I started listening to Bigfoot podcasts, I was like, these dudes aren't lying. Like I know people make up shit, but these people are not lying. These people are these, these 10 stories are, I can hear the fear in their voice. I can hear, I can, you, you play the same story. You play the same video. You show the same Patterson Gimlin field and the two different people. If you're not an empath, you watch that film. You have a completely different interpretation. This is what's going on is that people are watching the same video. They're reading the same news and they're coming to two completely different conclusions. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Yeah. This, this is by design, bro. And if you read the story of the Bible, you have, you have the story of two different DNAs, two bloodlines competing against each other. I think they come from different bloodlines. And like Heiser says, you can get all the supernatural things from other religions. You can get healing. You can get spiritual experiences. You can get voices. You can get ascension. But you don't get the fruits of the spirit by, from anything other than, you know, the one true God. So that's the anyway, argument. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's the argument I had with. So I was telling someone, I was telling my friend, uh, John, actually my old co-host, which he was on the last episode, if y'all haven't heard it, go listen. Um, But I was telling him the story of the, of when Yahweh came down to the Tower of Babel and divided the nations up between the lesser God, lower G, lowercase G God. 32, whatever. Yeah. Um, And how, so every geographic region is, is ruled over by these these gods that then rebelled and and I was like that that tracks with me and that makes sense to me and my reason being I do not think that people I'm not going to allow that people are inherently buffoons idiots will go for anything so if you have these things like um like wiccan pagan um all these other religions that have sustain because we were talking about fortune tellers that was it and so you have all these things that have been sustained throughout millennia okay they're still Mm -hmm. here i believe that is because there's actually power in those things and i would suggest that the power comes from the lower these spiritual beings that have dominion over these different areas and have spawned these different religions 
um, because there's actually something there. I don't think people would still be acolytes or followers of different spiritual practices if they were not getting something from it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, 100%. I mean, and that's the weird thing is because like a lot of people on our show said that we're entering in this age of spiritualism. There's more energy crystals and a lot of that stuff. And the fine line. It reminds me of that line in Lord of the Rings. Like, you know, you're on an edge of a knife. Stray just a little and you will fail, right? Like, it's not that the supernatural stuff isn't real. It's too real. It's trying to get you on its side. It's doing everything it can to get you off the path. And yeah, I think I think it's more real than I ever imagined. I think it's it's this last year's been heavy for me, dude. There's days when I'm just like, it's so much information coming at me so fast. I can't handle it. Like the the stuff that like you start a podcast in this space and people start sending you stuff. And I mean, some guy was sending me photos of like all these weird markings all over his bodies yesterday. It's like this has been happening for two years. Like I wake up and I've got all these like it looks like crop circles on my body. What are these? I'm like, dude, I don't know, bro. Like, Look, have you I have you known. looked up the the waffle grid? That actually, this is like, I'm, I'm just saying, I can't hit. It's like, dude, no, I'm, I'm just so. I've opened the door to Narnia, and it's just like 100 miles an hour coming at you, and it's really hard to deal with people who are just, they don't want to walk in the wardrobe. I'm, they don't. They don't I want wanna, to throw this sorry. out there to see if it's happened Go to ahead. anyone else because it freaked me the fuck out. So I woke up one day and on my back I had this um it looked like uh like you know those wire um diamond pattern uh like lawn furniture they're like steel it looked like when if you sit on one of those shirtless and it leaves the impression on your back um I just woke up from my sleep and and that was on my back I mean we're talking a a perfect um geometric grid pattern about mm. about the size of maybe like a, a three inch diameter circle and went away in like you know whatever um like a couple hours but i i googled like and my roommates saw it everyone saw it i took pictures of it i was like what is this and i googled it and unanimously everyone's like oh yeah you were visited by an alien or something and i was like what and there was no i couldn't find a you know, it, the only like thing I saw was like contact dermatitis, but everything of that was like amorphous and not uh, rigid. So if that's happened to you, sleep paralysis, send me bro. an, e send sleep, me an email. <laughs> have you ever had sleep paralysis? Yeah, I have. It's a few fucking times. terrifying. I know. I woke up screaming the name of Jesus. Like, I hate probably it. Five or six times. I had, a, I had a roommate at a treatment center that had it too, and it was this like to see it was so. I hated it. Oh, I, like I, I called imagine. a nurse in there because it was like intense. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, um, so. so the, oh, oh, that's, that's what I was going to yeah. say, though. That's what I was going to say, though. So you're saying you're feeling overwhelmed. I also think that it is a tactic and deception and it is possible to like try to keep a median line on this stuff because don't like I think that over fear of this stuff is also the wrong thing and it is oh, not sure. it is not what god is going to want you or have you be right mm, mm. yeah no i agree and i i am a little different on your show than i am on my own show right um because i feel like you know 
just give a little bit more turn up the dial a little bit right. give people a little more you know, you're driving your car you get a little more spicy like um, and i think a podcast like that is just you know you get you get a license to kind of be a little bit more vulnerable on someone else's show you know like yeah some of the guests have come on our show and just dropped you know like tim albarino just came comes on for two hours and just drops stuff that like 99 percent of people cannot handle you know yeah but he, but he makes great points and he's really smart and he's very intense um but i do think that what i'm realizing is that you can't you can't start becoming a threat to the darkness and be ill-equipped to handle what they're going to try to do so you start talking about some of these truths things are going to come after you um they don't want this information out there they don't want people waking up i mean we've had so many people message us and it's and it's and it's mind-blowing of just like dude i was pretty anti pretty unbelieving i thought the bible was x and y but the way you connected it to bigfoot like you know what I mean? Like I'm having a, a spiritual rebirth because I realize that it's not about moral failings. I think the story of Christianity is very little about morality. And I think you and I have been taught that it's all about morality. Mm -hmm. Just don't it's, have sex before you get married. Yeah. Yeah. And that is like, <laughs> that is a small byproduct of what happens um, when you start to see the truth. See, uh, I think, and I think the church has been hijacked by social social justice movements. That's all it is now. They talk about morality on one side. Conservatives are just hyperinflated on morality. And the left is hyperinflated on social justice. That's it. That's all you can know about Christ is social justice and nothing else. And so they've joined forces with all the social justice movements. And the other side is like rallying because they all they do is like, don't do this, don't do that. But I think they're missing the huge part of the story, which is, dude, you're in a war. You are in a spiritual war. And unless you realize that, none of these other things make any sense. Yeah. That's that's where I am now. It's yeah. Like, oh, the, the war is real. Like, I, I don't have time to sit around and debate theology. Like, pick up your pick up a sword and freaking start running because it's like giants coming after you. You know what I mean? Like, like and there was a time when they were, it was that was a literal truth. They were running for their lives. Um, and and like this last lady that came on our show, she says it's all tied to the the Fed and the and the New World Order. They're mm. they're coming back. So, yeah. On one hand, don't be afraid, but don't be naive. Sure. Like don't actively choose naivety because you just can't handle it. But don't be a fear mongering person trying to sell books at you know at, at yes. the end of the world show. Yes. Right? Thank you. Okay. That's that's all I wanted. That's all I want. I know. I know. Yeah. But it's. I mean, I, you know, being in a, a band guy, like I know what that's like. I saw bands capitalize on the movements, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it was really hard to just do what you wanted to do. Yeah. It's the low hanging fruit. Like it's real yeah. easy. Fear sells. And especially, and I guess that's what I don't like. I've, I've talked a ton about like that little old lady on that one Facebook group that was like afraid of her bathroom tile because she thought it was the <laughs> new world order. And it's like, yeah, those yeah. people get real taken advantage of and so i don't like that and, and I, I think also that that's a a great strategy to discredit this whole damn thing and that's once yeah. again why i'm trying to be the the moderate like i'm not insane i'm you know like i just i i just think there are different i think that i guess my you could sum up my whole belief system is that it is equally plausible to believe in 
supernatural beings as it is aliens. And I, I, you're not going to convince me otherwise that the yeah. one is more plausible than the other just because my science tells me. Yeah. So, you know, well, you need, you need someone to, you need someone to house you on your pilgrim's progress. Right. So you mm -hmm. would be, you would consider yourself like maybe a third stop on the pilgrim's progress. Like, yeah. Hey, cruising it, cruising yeah, cru to my house. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not way down the road yet. Like there's weird, there's weird stuff coming for you. Yeah. I, I think I like, you're not debating if that stuff doesn't exist. You're just not going to house people when they're towards the end of that, that road, because it's just it, like, I think that's the Tim Alberinos of the world. Right. It's like, right. He has people who are being abducted on a daily basis coming to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't. We don't have people calling us and emailing us and be like, what do I do? They're, they're taking me every night. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't handle that. Like, no. And, and, then, I I, and then I also work work in the, in the world of actual mental illness. So I have seen, oh, that's a whole separate thing. But um, Yeah, it's hard. Where does science is. and spirituality intersect? And yeah, I don't know. Are they one and the same? I don't know. It's tough, but man. I think that's a. I think that's a good wrapping point. That was. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the Marvel movie, though. Yeah, we did at first. That was that was it was just the springboard, basically. Like, yeah. I just need everyone. Like, so go watch that trailer, and you, you've basically uh, watched the Book of Enoch chap chapters, you know, fifteen through twenty-six. So congratulations. Yeah. Well, no, it's good. I will say thank you because you were instrumental at that deconstruction point in my life. I, I thought I had deconstructed, um, and I was kind of re reconstructing in the progressive space, but it just got more and more confusing. And then you're like, nah, maybe you want to try reconstructing over here, Nate. And yeah. I was like, okay. And I d completely did, man. Guys like Heiser helped me put all the pieces back together that I just better than anybody yeah, and used more of the narrative than anybody. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I will say if people out there like listen to me talking, I will, I just want to say this, that like I've been in a pretty jaded space spiritually talking where like, I couldn't see a post of a Bible verse on Facebook for like eight years where I would just immediately launch in like, you don't know what that Bible verse means. You know what I mean? It was just this knee jerk. You don't understand. You don't understand. I'm right. There's this very modern progressive way to read the scripture. And if you don't read it this way, you're, you're being completely deceived. And then you know, I just went through some physical stuff that just broke me down. And I just cried out to God, like, you know, I can't go on. And that's when everything was, that's when I felt like I was ready to learn. So uh, there's a lot of people listening to this and they just, they don't hear that side of the story. They just think, they just hear their own PTSD with church when it comes out of my mouth. Like, oh, that sounds just like my pastor, mm -hmm. right? But like, dude, I've been there. I've had church PTSD. I've had church be, you know, severely. So when I'm saying this stuff, I'm telling you, like, I had a, a pretty big shift when all this paranormal stuff started to make sense. So I don't know. I just say that because I think a lot of people, they tune out so quickly. Um, when I see it every day on places like Facebook, people have their PTSD. You tell them that, like, man, X and Y might be happening. No, no, can't be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It can't be. And I'm like, ah, I don't know what it's like to be there anymore. 
I just feel like the stakes are higher. Being alive is, is a lot more, it's not all fun and games. Like I thought it was and everything matters. Everything you do matters. There's, there's seriousness to it all. You gotta be lighthearted, but it's, we're not just floating around on a, on a space ball, getting our jollies off before the end. You know what I mean? Like you were born into a big story. And being aware of that is a huge part of living life, waking up, actually participating in life. It's when you realize that you're in that story and there's a war going on. And that can help you get over some of the morality hangups that I have to completely change, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I I think that's, that's a very, that's a very good point is, is that, and I think that's why a lot of people you know, I, like, yes, I would rather just go to work, have my family pretend like none of this really matters. I'm going to say it matters, but I'm not going to live that way. Uh, yeah. My my calendar and my alarm clocks are going to tell you that I actually believe very differently than I say I do. And I'm not going to rock the boat. And like, it's cool. I live I live in Western America uh, in in 2021, and I just want to watch UFC and the next Marvel movie, which mm-hmm. I do too sometimes. Right? It's dope. That- My friend summed it up when when he was like, we were sitting around watching a movie, and um, he was like, I don't know what people are talking about. Like, we live in the worst time. He's like, I literally just pressed a button, and some dude's gonna bring me McDonald's. Like this <laughs> this this stuff rules. He's like, I, I just reached into the computer in my pocket, pressed a button, and now McDonald's is at my door. Like, what are you talking about? We live in the worst time. And I was like, you got a good wow. point there. Yeah, you got a good if point. Mc- there. If McDonald's was like uh, manna from heaven, then maybe I'd be more inclined to be <laughs> excited about that. But hey, I feel it like does it's... it does last forever. Like you know, you oh, like it the does. Manna. It is forever. It is forever. There is <laughs> there is some uh, some metaphors there. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is true. We live in a in a, in a, we are in the future. Like the other day, I was mowing my lawn on my electric lawnmower, all electric lawnmower, and there was two there was two guys that just. A kid and his dad just segued across and the dad had this giant screen on a Segway and he's like programming as he's, as he's, you know, yeah, cruising down the street. And I'm just like, we're in the future. We're in the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's here. Yep. Like, yeah, like I back to the in, future stuff is happening right now. I did you know? that in, in Miami where, I mean, I know these things are old other places, but they didn't have them in my city, but like we, they had those electric rental scooters and like you just walk up, scan the QR code and hop on this electric scooter. Like, yeah. it's just like, this is. This is kind of cool. Some of this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, when, when you say all this stuff, I think about like when Christ, when God in the flesh is hanging out with the disciples, like, I mean, it's, it's, he is pretty chill a lot of times. You know what I mean? Like there's a storm on the boat and he's just sleeping. He's just cool. He's like, he's just like, guys, it's all right. Yeah. Hold on. I got this. Yeah. So I think when you do, I think it is stressful and more fear-based when you do, when you, when you think you have God and you really don't. Yeah. And I think that prayer is more of a, a, a like drinking water now than it is like this, uh, this thing I forgot to do five times. It's like, I feel off today and I need to drink some water because I feel dehydrated. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, when you start to see the story and the truth, you got to start drinking some water because 
you can get dehydrated real fast because you, it's, it is intense, but I think it'll also allows you to be like, all right, I am hydrated now. I can enjoy myself today because I know ultimately that these things don't have power over me. Um, but yeah, I think we get wrapped into debating theology and other things that mm -hmm. are just a complete, complete waste of time. Like, no so, man, either the either the giants were real or they weren't, right? Yeah, right on. So yeah. if uh I wanna I wanna hear some opinions on this. So send me an email at churchandotherdrugs at gmail dot com. Uh if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash church and other drugs. I seriously, um seriously, seriously, uh I can't think of the word. Uh am gracious and thankful for those of you that do support the show. Um it is it does not go unnoticed. Thank you very much. All right, Nate, I will talk to you later, bud. All right, guys. Great.